but Facebook, especially in the groups, can make me upset. But it's be it like you said, it's kind of become this drive to push back to be like, no, this isn't just yours. This isn't just mine. This is for anyone who wants it, mm-hmm. and you don't have a right to tell them how to enjoy it. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Conversation. I am Brandon T. McClure with you, as always, on this journey through your podcast favorite fandoms and what have you. Uh, This week, I'm talking to Record All Monsters co-host Robert L. Kelly. Um, We had a really fun chat about kaiju fandom. At the time of this recording, he hasn't been in the podcast game for that long, um, so we didn't really get too in-depth. This is one of the shorter episodes, but it's a good one. Um, He's got a lot of insight into just kaiju fandom and whatnot, and at the time, this was the first time that I talked about kaiju fandom, uh, mostly in-depth. Um, I have since talked to a few people, and more will be coming, so that was kind of fun for me to stretch my legs, you know? I've actually been talking a lot about kaiju past year Godzilla vs. Kong came out, guys. Reignited my love of the, of the genre. He's a really cool guy, and he's got a really cool podcast. Uh, Record All Monsters is a podcast that goes through all of the kaiju movies, starting with King Kong and going on forever. Uh, it's a really ambitious project. All of those will be linked below. You can find him. Please subscribe. You know, it's a cool podcast. I doubt this intro will be too long, but you guys should know that there are that there were some recording issues towards the end of this podcast. In fact, we recorded it. We had to record it twice. Um... The ending of the episode was recorded after the beginning of the episode. It was a whole mess um, because the service that I used uh, glitched out on me. My internet at the time was not great. Um, it's better now, um, but I still have this problem. Um, he was on a delay. It's probably on my, on me. He claims it was on him. It was a whole thing. But um, I think through editing, I was able to hide those issues. So hopefully you won't notice too much. There is a little bit of a game that he he plays with me uh, towards the end of this. That's what he does on his podcast. Um, And the flow of that is noticeably slower than the flow of the rest of the conversation. Um, Again, I tried to tidy it up, but I'm not the greatest audio editor in the world. Um, So I did my best. Hopefully you won't notice too much. Because I always forget to mention this up top, I don't, I don't know, and I don't know how many people listen to the end of the episode. Hey guys, uh, I want more podcasters. If you run a geek podcast and you want to be a part of this show, please get in touch with me at fakenerdguys at gmail.com. I'd love to hear more uh, fandom perspectives, more uh, podcasters. Um, the more the merrier, guys. I want to keep doing this for a long, long time. I don't want to have to uh, abruptly end a season and be like, oh, it was my plan the whole time to have a season. I'm just recording as many as i can and getting them out there uh on a, t- in a timely manner I'm having a really good time doing this again thank you for the support thank you uh for the reception it's been really great i hope you guys like the last two-parter where i was a little bit more candid than i've ever been before um listening to back that was really emotional i hope you guys got a lot of value out of that I hope you guys are getting a lot of value out of this in general i just want a mile a minute i'm sorry i hope you all caught all that as always, make sure to check the links below for where you can find Record All Monsters and the Fickner Podcast, which is the mothership show that I run uh, with with some cool people. That anniversary is coming up. So um, I'll probably speak more about that in the coming weeks on this show. 
So, all right, without further ado, here's Robert L. Kelly from the Record All Monsters podcast. Okay, I am here with Robert Kelly of the Record All Monsters podcast. How are you, sir? I'm doing good, Brandon. Thanks for having me. Yeah, good. I'm glad. Um, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about your show before we get started? So my show, Record All Monsters, is a uh, film history podcast focused specifically on giant monster movies. We're working our way through uh, the entire genre, or most of the genre, starting with King Kong in 1933, working our way to the present day. Right now, we're somewhere in the early 60s. Oh, so. that's really ambitious going from, you're doing everything. You're not, as you're not just I'm, like, I'm a Godzilla podcast, I'm a Kong <laughs> podcast, you're doing it all. Yeah, I'm, I'm get, as much as I can get my hands on, um, because this is a very niche genre. Yeah. And some, some things are harder to find than others. Uh, I'm ashamed to say there's some bootlegs in my collection. <laughs> ashamed. That's no problem. <laughs> are you just doing, just out of my curiosity, are you doing like TV shows? Like, are you going to do the Hanna Barbera Godzilla or any of the Kong animated shows? Well, so uh, we do new episodes every other week, and those are on specific movies in chronological order. Mm-hmm. But in between those, we have what I call quick looks that are okay. about things that aren't movies or aren't giant monster movies, but influence the genre in some way. Oh, I so see. TV shows, uh, weird foreign versions, uh, just regular dinosaur movies, but that had an impact on things, you know. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Uh, what, what was the last movie you recorded at the time of this recording? So the last one uh, that we recorded, the last episode to come out as of this recording was on Conga, which is a British monster movie from 1961. Yes, I know of it. Uh, stars Michael Goff, most famous from the uh, 90s Batman movies. Mm-hmm. And it's wonderful and ridiculous and I love it. Not a lot <laughs> of other people do. But uh, we talked about that with my friend Nathaniel Ross Smith, who did the cover art for our show. Oh, very cool. Um, okay, so I guess I'll just start start off with um, what what um, how did you engage in your fandom prior? So I'm assuming you're a huge kaiju fan because you decided yeah. to do a podcast on it. Um, how did before you started a podcast? You know, before you were on the internet as like as like a podcaster. How did you engage with your fandom before all that? So- This goes way back. This is a thing I've been into my whole life. Uh, The first time I saw a Godzilla movie, I was three. I was super into dinosaurs. And just wandering through the aisles at Hollywood Video, I saw a Godzilla movie. It was Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla. Um, The the original one from 1974, Mm -hmm. because none of the (laughs) newer ones had come to the U.S. yet. Uh, And I just grabbed it. And I was like, there's a dinosaur, there's a robot dinosaur. I, I have to have this movie. And then I took it home and my dad was like, oh yeah, there's a whole bunch of Godzilla movies. I was like, you mean there's more? <laughs> and so for the longest time, it was just kind of watching the movies and mm-hmm. you know, trying to evangelize to my friends. I was like, guys, guys, there's this movie about a dinosaur that breathes fire and fights other monsters. And so you whole- didn't have... So you didn't have a like a like a group of people who were also into it. It was just you trying to be like, guys, guys, Godzilla. Yes, very much okay. so. 
and uh, <laughs> none of my friends were super into it. Uh, and we'd like play Godzilla every now and then, mm. like with my toys or like acting it out. But I'd always have to like go over stuff with everyone before we did, and it was very clearly they were all doing a favor to me. Like, well, Robert plays Star Wars and whatever with us, so <laughs> we should do this for him. Is that uh, is that the, to imply that you're not a Star Wars fan? I am a Star Wars fan. I just nothing touches Godzilla to me. Sure, but yeah. uh, go on. No, no, I was gonna say Godzilla's close to my heart as well. It was when yeah. I was I was uh, ashamed to say the first Godzilla film I saw was the our 1998 Godzilla movie. Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I think time has been kind to that movie. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but uh, it's not very good. <laughs> no. But it's it's fun. It's enjoyable. I think the kaiju community has kind of accepted it as like a monster movie and not so much as a Godzilla movie. They're like, this right. is a decent monster movie. And it's a little resentful, but it's still, it's there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of, we're talking to the kaiju, you know the people who do kaiju ramen? Are you familiar with that magazine? I am familiar with it, yeah. Yeah, we were talking to the, we interviewed them for the show. Um, they also do Kaiju Weekly, the, the yeah. podcast. And they, um, they talked about like how we talked about it with them how like some kaiju films are being recontextualized now. For example, um, Godzilla's Revenge, which for years yes. was seen as like a horrible movie, is being like, you know, actually in the original Japanese, this isn't that bad. I have always been an advocate of that movie. Really, it was actually my favorite when I was a kid. Interesting. And there was a period of time in my early teens where I just like kind of eschewed Godzilla and monster stuff in general. Mm -hmm. And um, it was only a couple years. I came across all my old VHS tapes while I was cleaning out my room. And I popped one in just to be like, well, wh why was I so into this? And I was like, oh yeah, because it's awesome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I got super into it. And one of the tapes I had was Godzilla's Revenge. And I had, it had been one of my very favorites when I was a kid, when I was younger. And because I was on an account often of my Godzilla fandom, I was bullied. I related, sure. to, I related to that film intensely. Um, I'm a very large guy. I'm six foot four, like 300 pounds. Um, and when I realized, through that movie, I realized that I had the tools to defend myself against bullies just by virtue of being bigger than everyone else um what's the other know. monster in that movie gabara gabara that's right yeah supposedly he's in the new singular point yeah there there's a you can see like a couple of brief glimpses of him in the two trailers they've had out yeah um yeah you and i um are the same same height <laughs> <laughs> we're both six foot four that's interesting i was gonna say like yeah i think a lot of people forget about that movie is that it is an anti-bullying film. It's not mm -hmm. a, it's a little goofy because it's about a kid who ends up on monster Island and talks to Minola. Um, and that's all that people remember of it. But if you actually like sit down and, re and like watch it, and like I said, it's being recontextualized. Now you, you can see that there's a larger message at play that will resonate with a lot of people. Well, and there's, there's stuff. So the anti-bullying aspect is what I related to as a child. And I still relate to a lot of that. 
uh, I spent a lot of my childhood after I realized, hey, I'm bigger and stronger than lots of these people. Uh, I spent a lot of my time, like, trying to help other kids who were bullied. Mm. I bullied bullies. Uh, (laughs) And I got in a lot of trouble for it. But um, with that movie, there's so much now that I notice as an adult. Um, There's, for example, you know, the aspect of Ichiro's life as a latchkey kid. Mm. Uh, Which to me is just so sad. Like, it's devastating when when he stops the robbers and his neighbor comes and gets him and he says, come on, let's go home. He starts crying and he says, but there's no one there. And that's yeah. just like, Oh, like as an adult, like what, what do you do with that? And then the next morning when he's having breakfast with his mom, she's like, I'm sorry. We, we, your dad and I won't work so much anymore. And he's just like, don't worry about it. It's fine. Like something has broken in him. Yeah, And that's proven by when he goes and does what the bullies want him to do. After he already beat them and proved that he didn't have anything else to prove, he still conforms to what they want him to do. Yeah. So there's a lot in that movie that people miss because it's silly. People think that something can't be silly. I mean, this is a generalization, but people love the grimdark stuff. Mm-hmm. And they think that something you can't have a message if it's something goofy. Yeah, that's a it's a really, really beautiful way of putting that. That whole film, I really appreciate you saying that. My my friend Ben, who does the Fickner podcast with me, he <laughs> gets hung up on titles. So the movie's called Godzilla's Revenge in America, <laughs> and he's like, "There's no revenging happening." <laughs> you're like, well, "Okay, buddy." Well, we can put it this way, that uh, Ichiro projects himself onto Godzilla, and then he has his revenge. Oh, there you go. You got it. I'll I'll pitch it uh, to him next time I see him. (laughs) And um, another aspect of my love of that movie, I introduced Godzilla to my wife through it. Okay. And she loved it. She loves cute cute things, Mm -hmm. and she thinks Minya is just adorable. She loves Minya. Um, Wow. It's her favorite monster. Uh, <laughs> and she loves that movie. And when we went to see King of the Monsters back in 2019, I was going to say last summer because we've got a whole year missing. But uh, <laughs> when we went to see King of the Monsters in 2019, she whispered to me, and do you think that Ken Watanabe's character, Ishiro, is Ichiro from Godzilla's Revenge grown up? Oh, jeez. <laughs> And so that's become uh, our family headcanon. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, you're a huge kaiju fan. Yes. I can. I can. I can. I can see that. I can hear that. It's great. Uh, what led you to do the podcast? What led me to do the podcast was um, it was actually uh, the quarantine. Uh, I, I work for a library, and I was on medical leave because I have a uh, I have a bad knee okay and because that was considered a, a uh, chronic condition they I, I had to go on medical leave because they didn't know what COVID did at the time <laughs> right you know so before I could go back to work I was spending my days just sitting around our apartment and watching monster movies 
and I decided to treat myself to a, a Blu-ray of King Kong that I had it on DVD for years, and I was like, I, I deserve an upgrade. The uh, original? The original, yeah. yeah. And I, I got that. How does that look in Blu-ray? It's gorgeous. Oh my really? god. It's beautiful. I only have the DVD. It's it's a it's an upgrade. Um which surprised me, but it, it really made a difference. Do they uh keep the original aspect ratio? Because a lot yes. of the DVDs really wow. Yeah, they do. Which I don't I believe my DVD had widescreen. Yeah, you know, mine does too. Cut the top off. Uh but yeah, it's in the original aspect ratio and it's just beautiful. I might have to check that out then. I've never seen it in its original aspect ratio. Yeah, it's it's very good. I was so as I'm watching it, I was having all these thoughts. I am a writer. I used to write on and off for a couple of uh, magazines, some of which didn't end on great terms, so I'm not going to name them here. But sure. uh, <laughs> So I just kind of started writing my thoughts out on King Kong. And I was really happy with it. Mm-hmm. And my wife had has been, I, I talk a lot, if you haven't noticed. Uh, my wife had been urging me to do a podcast for some time and cause she thought it'd be a good use of my time. And maybe I wouldn't talk to her so much about all this stuff. <laughs> no, she's real sweet. She actually helps produce the show, okay. but, um, but she was encouraging me to do it. And I finally said, you know what? I know a lot about these movies. I have books. I have the movies themselves. I can do this. And so I went ahead and I, recorded that essay i wrote and it was like 10 minutes i was like well that's Mm -hmm. not podcast material just 10 minutes and i was like but what if after i read the essay i talk to my friends who might not know as much about it and so the show kind of took shape from there and uh here we are 10 full episodes in so you, so you, you shanghaied your friends who don't know a lot about this stuff to do this podcast with you? Some of them, yeah. I try to to use to talk to my friends who are at least interested in movies. Sure. Um, I've had on twice my friend who did the art, Nathaniel Ross Smith. Uh, he likes old movies in general, and he likes goofy movies and. Uh, he is a fan of monsters. He likes to draw monsters. Mm-hmm. So I had him and his wife on for our, the, the first episode. And it went really well just getting his thought, what, what inspires him and his work as an artist, you know, through monsters and right. what, what about King Kong he liked. And it was a great conversation. And so the next person I had on was... Uh, a coworker who we actually grew up together. And one of the things we always talked about was like dinosaurs and monster movies. So he was a natural fit. Okay. Uh, um, so you had just have a rotating cast of guest stars. Yeah. And some, some of the guests are, uh, you know, names, quote unquote. Um, we had uh, John LeMay. He's an author who writes guidebooks. He, he's an author and historian. He writes guidebooks about, kaiju movies he wrote the big book of japanese giant monster movies volume oh yeah uh and he also writes about western history uh we had him on for episode seven about varon the unbelievable 
Uh, we had Derek M. Cook from Monster Kid Radio, one of the you know vanguard pioneering genre movie podcasts. Um, had Chris McDonald from Gargantucast, another podcast that uh, does monster movie stuff. Sure. Uh, you should reach out to the Kaiju Ramen people. I'm planning on it. Uh, yeah. I think they'd be a natural fit. The, the next episode I'm recording is going to be with the uh, video game streamer Forbear. Okay, sure. Um, and he, I'm excited. We're going to be talking about Mothra. Uh, that should be coming out at the end of April. But we're, yeah. Nice. Well, it sounds, it sounds like a really cool podcast. Sounds like you've got a lot of passion into it. Before we get kind of into like the, the crux of the of the of what this is about uh i want to ask you about other fandoms i know you're a huge kaiju uh fan are there any mm-hmm. fandoms that you would consider yourself a part of yeah uh like i said i do like star wars a lot mm-hmm. um i'm a big fan of batman specifically not so much the wider dc stuff right uh i was reading the comics you know, from a very young age, one of my cousin's old boyfriends gave me just a stack of old Batman comics, like ranging from the late 80s to like the early 2000s. And there was a lot of great stuff in there, like even a couple of issues from the original run of Nightfall and stuff like really yeah. good stuff. Yeah. Um, I love horror movies in general, uh, specifically older ones i like uh, the, the universal horror the hammer horror vincent price movies yeah those are good those are good um i'm pretty into marvel uh, the marvel movies i like the comics but mostly just the weirder stuff cosmic ghost rider if anyone has read cosmic ghost rider yeah and, that was great that was fantastic yeah uh <laughs> i was lucky enough to stumble on that when the when number one came out just at the comic shop with my wife I was I'm like, a, what is this? <laughs> I'm a big fan of Donny Cates. Donny um, Cates is fantastic. Who wrote that? And he, so I read everything he writes with Marvel. I think it's great. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Um, so those are probably my biggest fandoms. Uh, yeah, the kaiju stuff, Star Wars, yeah. Batman, Marvel. Okay, so you've you've basically found yourself in into a bit of a community when the in a kaiju. Uh, with a kaiju podcast you um you haven't done the show for very long uh have done 10 episodes now you said uh 10 full length episodes yeah and then yeah. the in-betweens okay so so it's been i would say less than a year about a year oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. about 20 weeks yeah so you have an interesting perspective in the sense that like a lot of the people have had on here have been doing podcasts for years um but i'm interested to know like now like you're you're just getting started you're in the 60s of the kaiju genre um what has changed for you within your fandom well i appreciate kind of the ground level stuff the introductory stuff a lot more now there there was a time when i would get really irritated not necessarily with like uh new fans but more with older fans who I thought should know more or have more background info on stuff. Oh, I see. Yeah. And I, so I never had a problem with like, Oh, this guy just started watching Godzilla movies. Of course he doesn't know this deep lore or whatever, mm-hmm. but 
I would have a problem with, look, you've been watching these movies since you were a child. You should know the difference between Minya and Godzilla Jr. <laughs> um, but that's that has become less important to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I would say I get I've gotten a lot more irritable in some regards with people doing that stuff I used to be guilty of. Mm. Like, come on, just like really, just let people enjoy this at whatever level they want. Yeah, you know, it you've, you've kind of you've kind of evolved from a from a begrudging gatekeeper into an anti gatekeeper. Very much, and I yeah. was I was leaning that way before I started the show, but once I started the show, uh, it just it became impossible to keep a proper perspective on what these movies meant to myself mm-hmm. and to people who were discovering them with that attitude. Right. The the kaiju genre has an interesting um, fandom, I feel. Um, I've been in it for a long time. I've never done a podcast on it, though, which is which probably like prevented some ire. But it's now interesting <laughs> to watch like everyone points to Star Wars as one of the most toxic fandoms. But man, the, the kaiju <laughs> fandom can get really it, bad. It can be rough. It can be rough. Um you know, I think the only reason we haven't driven, you know, stars of the films and creators of the films off the internet is because most of them are dead at this point. Um, most of them are from a different country. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's really rough. There was a great um, video by Monster Island Buddies uh, mm-hmm. where he talked about toxicity within the Godzilla fandom and what exactly that means. But I do, I do think there's a lot of it, especially now with Godzilla versus Kong coming out, there's a lot more gatekeeping happening. Oh my God. Yeah. And there's a lot of, uh, like there's a lot of weird homophobia happening. Cause there's a lot of memes going around. that are like Godzilla and Kong holding hands. Oh yes. I've seen those. Uh, one, one of my favorite ones. And I post it everywhere is, uh, it's the, the poster that we first got that it says one will fall but they've replaced one will fall with they will kiss. <laughs> and I keep posting that when people say weird homophobic things about it, but it's like, come on y'all, they're giant monsters. Like, and this isn't even a lot of people reacting badly to this. Are the same people I see posting really weird, sexualized, like femme Godzilla's. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you, you can't object to the sexualization of these monsters when you're drawing tits onto a giant lizard. You know? Are you, are you that, are you in tune with, with kind of the internet community of the Kaiju fandom? Yeah. I'm involved in a couple of Godzilla groups on Facebook and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty active on Twitter as the show and as myself. Uh, I find most of the names in the genre are pretty decent folks about this stuff, but there was another dumb meme going around that was talking about Godzilla versus Kong cancel culture version and it was Barney and Curious George. Oh, I saw that. What a ridiculous like, piece what of the shit. Hell? Like what a horrible thing. I, man, that that threw me that threw me off the ledge of like of all this. I was like, are you kidding me with this? Like where is this coming from? Uh there there was another artist I like somewhere who he did way back in the summer and it was like kaiju crush fascism and kaiju crush racism with Godzilla's foot stomping on a swastika. 
Oh, sure. It was gorgeous. And, but I was also thinking, you know, this is at the time, this is a pretty, you know, wide reaching fandom. How bad is that problem? And just as I've gotten more involved, I'm going to, I'm going to call it out. You can bleep it if you want, but the, the Godzilla group on Facebook I don't know them. I'm sure they don't listen to this. <laughs> it's it's not great. It, I've yeah. seen some nasty stuff there. The Godzilla fan club. I'll I'll shout out. They're they're doing great. Their admins run a great thing. They're on the ball. But um, the Godzilla group. <laughs> we we are part of a a lot of people that I'm interviewing lately have been a part of a, a group of. Um, Planet Broadcasting great mates. Um, mm-hmm. We're pod mates. We're part of a, a group that just started as like, hey, we really like this podcast. It's grown into yes. multiple <laughs> other things of just positivity. And I feel like that's a... We're not a, a cult. We're not a cult. Definitely <laughs> not a cult. We're making side eye about that. <laughs> um, and so, but I, I think the thing the thing that's really interesting is that what, what that has become is kind of a safe space echo chamber. Yeah, like you forget, you forget that other places on the internet can be so toxic because the Planet Broadcasting pages are also great. I spend a lot of time on the Wholesome Posting page. Oh, sure. Just because Jess runs that so well, it's just such a lovely place to be. Just people complimenting each other, asking for help, you know, know, posting, you know, good memes like self-affirming memes it's a great place um i think that's a i don't know about this is kind of a question also how do you feel about finding um those echo chambers those places of positivity and trying to kind of ignore the negativity the toxicity do you think that's really important i think it's pretty important but i also think it's important not to lose uh sorry (laughs) I think it's important not to lose touch with what's uh, what's happening outside of those spaces to remember why you're there pretty much. Like you don't need to expose yourself to trauma, but to remember that there are people here who want to take care of each other and there's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. I think fandom can be such an isolating place a lot of the time if you don't, if you're just kind of berated with negativity. For example, I'm on Twitter pretty regularly and I followed a lot of people that were pretty toxic in my fandoms. um, And then I started following the other side. I tried to find, try to get more people of like, do you know Up From the Depth, speaking of the kaiju genre? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love that guy's channel. I love his, I love his, I love his his Twitter presence. I think he's great. He's terrific. Um, I love you know, you, I try to find more people like him who try like more positive voices in the in those fandoms. Well, and the guys doing Kaiju Ramen, it's like Kaiju Weekly and uh, Kaiju Apostle. Yeah, they also have great presences on the page, and they specifically said that they founded Kaiju Ramen because it, you know, you know, to combat those toxic tendencies within the fandom yeah like i think g fan is surprisingly good for a uh fan fanzine but like some of the editorials in there some of the like reader correspondence just 
you want to wash my eyes out. You know? <laughs> They'll never publish a picture of that IMAX poster where it's Godzilla and Kong just kissing. <laughs> what they will kiss. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just think that's a bit of fun. Like, why why do you need to like mess on people's fun? Well, and you know, we're talking about a movie with a three hundred foot tall ape and a crocodilian dinosaur lizard monster that breathes <laughs> nuclear plasma. Like, come on, guys, have some fun with it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just the thing that I think. Like, I've talked about it on this. I think I've talked about those on this on this show before. If not, definitely on the Fake Nerd Podcast, um, where it's people kind of feel like they have to defend their fandoms. Like you said earlier, you were bullied. Yeah. I was bullied. You know, we, we were bullied for what we liked. And now that's kind of infiltrated fandom spaces where people are trying to say like, they're not trying to celebrate what they love. They're trying to defend it. Right. And they're and constantly it's... feeling like they have to defend it. And it's pretty rough out there. I mean, like, but right now the biggest, obstacle to more godzilla fans are godzilla fans themselves Mm. and uh godzilla versus kong this is something we should be celebrating that this is a mainstream movie that seems to be getting a lot of attention yeah um but instead we're saying you can't watch this movie if you don't have the background which you don't even need the background outside of you know the monsterverse movies yeah because it's all self-contained it's not going to keep you from enjoying it if you don't know, you know, that in 1967, Toho made a King Kong movie called King Kong Escapes, where he fights Gorosaurus and Mechanicong. You know, that doesn't matter. What a movie. It is. It sure is a movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's one of those things where it was like, uh, like, we should definitely be celebrating that. Do you know how many uh, things had to go right for this rematch? So, like, like, it's rights, ridiculous. Getting all the rights under the same roof, getting people who wanted to make the film, just people, there's just so many, you know, happenstances that just came together. And we're getting this. We, we should be excited. Yeah, because Warner Brothers didn't even own the rights to Kong until, they, until Legendary went to Universal. Yeah. And then and- they were going to work on a Kong movie, but then, but then. Legendary was still working on the the Godzilla movies for Warner, so they were like, "What if we did this?" <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy it's what happened there. So weird, and it's it's a lot like, you know, the original King Kong versus Godzilla was also just like a crazy happenstance. Yeah, and it's just remarkable that this this is happening again. It was initially King Kong versus Frankenstein. Yes, King Kong versus. I think Willis O'Brien called it King Kong versus Prometheus. They cha- John Beck, the American producer who uh, basically stole the idea. He was like, hey, Obi, I'm going to take this, shop this around for you. And then just disappeared with the concept. <laughs> and then it came back to the States as King Kong versus Godzilla. <laughs> yes. And like, wait a minute. <laughs> Poor Willis O'Brien. I don't think he ever got paid for that. I don't think so either. It's too bad. Um, so you're in so you try to keep pretty active within fandom spaces you say on Facebook on Twitter and um, does that ever does that ever dishearten you or or do you just feel more of a 
um, do you just feel more compelled to kind of like keep pushing against that negativity? So I think it's uh, on Twitter. I generally see more positivity because of who I follow. Mm-hmm. Um, but Facebook, especially in the groups, can make me upset. But it's be, it, like you said, it's kind of become this drive to push back, to be like, no, this isn't just yours, this isn't just mine. This is for anyone who wants it. Mm-hmm. And you don't have a right to tell them how to enjoy it. Yeah, it's a good point. Well, that's really all I got for you, my friend. kind of where I fall on that. Sure. Well, uh, this is a great conversation. And I wanted to say the way my show is structured, we we have I read an, a short essay, and then we have a discussion with our guests about the movie. And after that, we play a little game show, where I ask some very tangentially related questions mm-hmm. of the guest. And I'd like to play our most recent edition of the game with you, Brandon, if you don't mind. Sure. That sounds fun. All right. So as I said, our most recent movie was Conga, which starred British genre film icon Michael Goff, who appeared in several Hammer horror movies, episodes of The Avengers and Doctor Who, BBC Shakespeare productions, and numerous uh, starring and character roles in nearly 200 productions over 65 years. But most people probably know him best as Alfred Pennyworth from the Tim Burton and Joel Schumacher Batman movies of the 90s. Okay, yes. uh, that tenuous connection was just enough for me to justify making this game all about Batman, who in his 80-year career has had some flat-out stupid adventures. So <laughs> stupid, in fact, you'd swear I was making them up. So I did. I made up some. The rest are real Batman stories from across his many comic book appearances. There will be no okay. bat prizes and no bat penalties. Okay. Are you ready to play it, Brandon? Sure, I guess so. All right, question one. Batman is abducted by an alien to help stop another alien race from invading his home planet. The alien abductor wants to be his planet's Batman and dresses in a multicolored bat suit. Answer Batman for a real Batman story and not, man, if you think I'm making it up. It's Batman, the Batman of Zero and R. Yes, that's correct. Batman, it's a real Batman story from 1958. Uh, Batman, the Superman of Planet X was the title given on the cover. It was written by France Heron, who was not a bird, and drawn by Dick Sprang, whose name I will not make fun of. (laughs) So you got that one right. Thank you, Grant Morrison. Second question. Oh, yeah, Grant Morrison. The Joker steals a gem from the Gotham Museum that turns out to be a mystical link to either an alternate reality or past life where he and Batman are warring medieval chieftains. Is it Batman or not, man? Uh, Not man? It is not man. I made it up. (laughs) If it had been real, it would have been an unusually light story for the mid-70s when it was published. Next question. Batman subs in for a kidnapped quarterback while Robin looks for the missing athlete. There's a bunch of stuff about crooked football coaches betting on the game, too. Robin saves the quarterback, and Batman scores a touchdown. 
Is it Batman or not, man? Batman. That is Batman. The story was called Touchdown for Justice, and it appeared in Batman number four from 1940. Jesus. <laughs> Crazy time. <laughs> All right. Bruce Wayne is shanghaied by a brutal sailor he hired to hunt down a white whale that has been sinking merchant ships in which he owns a stake. It turns out to be an insurance fraud scam by one of his business partners. Batman or not man? Uh, okay, I'm going to... I Batman. I'm going to say Batman. Yes, that is a real Batman story. Uh, it was sense. the second story in Batman number nine. <laughs> Cover dated March 1942. The fourth story in that issue happened to be about Santa Claus. Even though it was the March dated issue, it came out in December. <laughs> Sounds right. Last question. Was there ever a one-for-one one Alice in Wonderland, but with Batman in place of Alice? With the Catwoman as Cheshire Cat, the Joker as the White Rabbit, and the Riddler as the March Hare. Is that Batman or not, man? I feel like that should be true because of the Mad Hatter. But I'm going to say not, man. It is not, man. At least I couldn't find one. But I honestly wouldn't be surprised if it had happened at some point. So I would have awarded you the point anyway. You got a perfect <laughs> score, Brandon. Cool. Good for me. Yeah. That's fun, dude. Just lost yeah, something. we do that at the end of every episode. Weird little games like that. Oh. That's really cool. Well, that's... That's really all I have for you uh, today. So, um, why don't you pay, why, why don't you plug your plug your show, plug uh, anything you want at this moment, and we'll uh, um, so we can tell people where to find you. All right. So you can find us uh, on Facebook. Just search "Record All Monsters Podcast." Uh, we're on Instagram at recordallmonsters.pod, and we're on Twitter at monstersrecord. Uh, you can email us, recordallmonsterspod at gmail.com. We have a website, recordallmonsterspod at wordpress.com. Uh, we update that about once a week on Saturdays. We have a YouTube channel, Record All Monsters. Okay. Um, that's really it. That's everything. Oh, and a podcast called Record All Monsters <laughs> that you can find on uh, various podcasting sites. Of course, you almost forgot your own show. <laughs> All right. Um, so that's that's it, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Uh, your show sounds sounds like a lot of fun. Um, people should definitely check that out. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. I had a great time. And you you are welcome to come on to Record All Monsters. Oh, thank you. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss it. That sounds like fun. Great. And once again, thank you to Robert L. Kelly from the Record All Monsters podcast. It was a lot of fun talking to you. You have some great insight uh, into kaiju fandom, and your podcast sounds really great. I've been listening to it since uh, we start, since we were talking. Um, really cool stuff, and I hope you guys will subscribe as well to that podcast. Once again, all the links where you can find him are down below. Where you can find a show, his social media, his website. Um, check him out. He's a really cool guy. If you'd like to be a part of the show, please feel free to email me at fakenerdguys@gmail.com. I'd love to talk to anybody who has a geek podcast who has a perspective on fandom they wish to share um just more the merrier guys more the merrier i have a lot of really great uh conversations coming up soon um some have yet to record that i'm really excited about some that i've recorded that i'm really excited about um but next week you will hear from richard kirk 
from the D20 Future podcast. That's right. That was a really fun conversation. He's a really cool guy. He's from um, uh, England. Hope you guys hope you guys liked that one. And again, hope you guys liked ta- hearing from Robert L. Kelly. If you'd like more of me, you can always check out the Fake Nerd Podcast, which is our mothership show. We have a bit of a network going on where you can check out our other shows, such as Fake Nerds Watch, which is coming back with a with a series on Loki. Uh, every episode of Loki that airs, we'll be doing an episode uh, on each episode, breaking it down episode by episode. It'll be a lot of fun. There's Fake Nerd Book Club, which exists in a, in a video and audio format. You can check those out. Um, Basement Arcade and Basement Arcade Pause Menu. One is a Let's Play series of video games, and one is a Talking About Video Game series. And, well, this show, obviously, all those links can be found at www.fakenerdpodcast.com, which is linked below, as well as the YouTube page and our social medias. And again, email me. That's linked below, too. As always, make sure to subscribe to this, uh, tell your friends, leave a review. I'd love to hear from you guys in any way. Uh, five stars would be great, but any stars I'll take. We're on all podcasting platforms. And until next week, where I talk to Richard Kirk from the D20 Future Podcast, stay true to the fan in you.